When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of those nights that got a little rough, yeah. or maybe the next morning got a little rough. So he was a little slow on the uh, the promo code, but it got released yesterday on Twitter. People listening to this now, you're not going to get the, the ultimate promo codes because mm-hmm. he did 10 free shipments for wow. people that use the state champs promo code. Then five people who used Shade Tree as a promo code to yeah, my man. support Marvin Jones, who was honored at the game. They got 55% off of any order of $55. Those don't apply to you. Those have all been taken up. Everybody else. <laughs> so there, get you some of that. Get a, <laughs> or not. The message is get on Twitter and follow Register Sausage on Twitter. But everybody else, 20% off if you use the the uh, promo code THECLIMB in all caps. Oh, wow. You get nice. 20% off your order at registermeats.com. Uh, again, you can get the jalapeno cheddar. Mm. You can get the mm. andouille. Andouille. My, Bryce likes the jalapeno cheddar the most. It's, he's, it's he's, he likes hot stuff. I'm proud of him. He likes yeah. anything spicy, Good. even at a young age. He's a man. And, yeah, becoming uh, one. Yeah. yeah, but you got the short links. You can do it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, any any time of day. Midnight snack. We recommend that, Forget right? about it. It's beautiful. Register sausage. And if you're in the southeast, Florida, south Georgia, across the, uh, the Carolinas and Alabama, Go into your local grocery store. They should have it as well. And if they don't, pick a different grocery store because they yeah. suck. Yeah. Oh, that that gosh, store does suck harsh. if they don't have it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, let's before we get into the meat and potatoes of the victory, I, like I did. The, I want to meat and potatoes. Yeah, right let's now. let's say this though. Wasn't it awesome seeing Shade Tree, seeing Marvin yeah. Jones get emotional? And how much it meant to him. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I almost choked up because that's my guy. That is my yeah. guy. And so to see him so emotional, I was so happy for him, man. He, he clearly... Um, was touched by that. Sure, would have been cool if his son was out there on the field with him in the well, uniform. Well, that's next kinda. year. Okay, the, the transfer right. portal's about to happen. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get him. What's, It'll be all right. What's interesting about that, and you guys would know this better than I would, but apparently, you know, I was talking to Jim Lamar yesterday, our good buddy Jim yeah, Lamar. Yeah, good old Jim. And he was saying one of the things that he thought was neat about that was at the end of the game when they interviewed Norvell on the field on TV, Marvin's just like standing behind him kind of being security. Like he's taking yeah. care of Norvell. Nobody's going to mess with Marvin Jones. Right. But he also yeah. said that just the way he was acting like – as kind of like a fanish, he yeah. said that Marvin was like that when he covered him when he, Mar- when Jim was at the Democrat. He said Marvin kind of always had like a kind of gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Kind of <laughs> you know, he, it was never he never had an attitude like I'm God in football. Like he and he was, was. kind of like he was yeah he enjoyed it. Like he was he was kind of like childlike in that in that that respect. And I'll add to that because that is very true. And I know that because I've run into Marvin a few times. He knows that I have said on the air that he's my favorite player. And so a few times that I've seen him since that time, uh, I'll see him like, Marvin, and he's so funny. He's like, Jeff Cameron, and he'll laugh. He'll go, keep talking good things about mm, me. Yeah. He likes to be recognized as a knoll. Like, he loves it that. He loves fans. Yeah, it means whole, a lot yeah. to him. Right. So yeah. that's cool to see. Yeah, it was really cool. That was all part of a special night. Game obviously was uh, well titillating to say the least. Oh, very! It was it was a, a game that um, you know I, I you guys know I went uh, with my dad and the kids and we were just fans screaming and as that goes you couldn't have got a better game 
I could have done without the stress. I could yeah. have done without the stress, yeah. but a win is a win is a win. For a minute, it looked like they needed Marvin to get out there to stop Etienne, and uh, the Florida running game was uh, a little difficult. Not a good look for the defense, uh, and, and that is something that we'll all talk about in the offseason. Yeah, we got a lot of time to address that bad boy. Yeah, a lot of time to think about what has to get better and what changes will come. But first things first, uh, let's just talk about what they did do, which is I think you know they cemented this thing in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I know it was it was talked about, um, Ira, in your column, uh, where that third quarter they they showed a lot of what for there, and I use that term all the time. Like they took control of the game. Now, admittedly, Florida fought back, but the the ebbs and flow of that game showed what a mature group Florida State's become. Like they, I don't. In particular, Jordan Travis is the superstar of the game because he was unwavering no matter what the guys did around him, like fail him repeatedly. Yeah. And yet he continued to make play after play. It was like you knew that dude is the best player on the field and he will not lose tonight. And that was so cool to see. And that's what gets people excited about going into next year. I was going to say, it's cool to have a guy like that on your team. Ooh. It's been a minute. Yeah, he's and a freak. The, but really, in that the, way. But really, the whole team, especially after what we saw earlier this season in those moments, like the end of the first half and then the start of the second half where nobody could make a play against yeah. Clemson. Nobody on either side of the ball yeah. could just stem that tide, and this time they did on both sides of the ball, forcing a field goal before halftime and then coming out and just you know, dominating that third quarter. Yeah, it was something I didn't know they I hadn't seen from the team, right? I think we'd seen so much growth uh, from the start of the season or from last year to now. That was the one thing I hadn't thought we'd seen was a team that played really badly and got out of the rut and didn't let them go on a big run. See, that's what I was afraid of, is that, okay, Florida scores before half, and they go down the field and score again. Okay, well, now you're down 10, and you're really panicking. But it didn't happen. And if you don't score now, they go up 17, ball game. That's happened to them before. Oh, yeah. So for them to handle that moment, come out of the half and get that three and out, and score 17 straight. 17 to not, nothing 17, in the third quarter. Unanswered. They were not unanswered. They were not Because they did, in they fact, were, get unanswered. They, they, were, get unanswered. Un they were unanswered in the third quarter. Well, that's true. And then they were answered in a big way in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. And then you answered their 14 unanswered right. with that last <laughs> touchdown. With a little seven of your yeah. own. Yeah, right. And that remained unanswered. Yeah, that remained unanswered uh, for 364 it all, days. <laughs> it all illustrates the point. The problem with saying unanswered. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, but that was what was that was my favorite part of the game, other than, I guess, the last drive. That was my favorite part of the game because it was – I, I just was like, I'd seen this movie before. Big game, a lot of hype, and this team just is not going to quite rise to the moment. And that, de and the defense certainly hadn't in the first half. To get three straight, three and out. Shaheen Brown making that pass break up. I think that's perfect timing. Might have been a tick before the ball got there, but I think that's a great play. They made plays on defense, and then the offense was the offense. I mean, the offense just steamrolled down the field because they have a really good play caller, a, a, an offensive line that's hard to fathom. And then one of the best quarterbacks in America. That's that's a fun that's a fun thing to watch. And when you're when you're judging about what plays into next year, I mean, I believe Jordan Travis will be back next year. And if that's the case, I actually think in addition to you know what we've saw for him this year, not only as a player, but then that leadership and the toughness mentally and all that other stuff that we're talking about in this game. But that offensive line, I think, has a chance to be better next year. And I, I do. I, I like a lot of the young guys, and I also think they're going to bring somebody else in. I'm right. speculating here. I do think they'll bring another couple in. Um, and I think with Armella starting, they're going to be much better off anyhow because I think he's a pretty dynamic player and has a chance to, uh, to, to really take even a bigger step forward because all of the skills he possesses is better than anybody else on that offensive line. And so, you know, he didn't have to do much this year, which is nice. And he'll be bigger and stronger and more talented. Anyhow. I think if that is the case, then you can kind of 
write that in pen that they're going to be good on offense again next year because you have receivers and you got Benson and you've got Jordan Travis and I think the offensive line will be as good if not better. Defensively is where all the question marks are going to come into play and you know that I don't know and we'll have to wait and see who they bring in in the transfer portal and who decides to leave this roster. I think there's a chance though their offense could be so good. Not that it doesn't matter. You always want a good defense. But their offense could be one of the five or seven best offenses in the country that as long as the defense holds teams to 27, you're going to win almost all of them. That's how good this offense could. You know, that's how good this offense should be if Jordan Travis is back with all these all these weapons. Something I was thinking about on Friday, or excuse me, on Monday when I was listening to you and Aslan on Wake Up War Chant, which Girl, people can watch. Yeah, nice plug. Yeah, nice plug. Was that, well um, done. You know, you were kind of talking about the defense and how there were some busted plays. And it's like, you know, you were kind of appalled at, at you know seeing those busted plays, which is fair. And I think we hadn't seen them in a long time. But then realize that this offense does that to teams every single week. Like every single week. There's Cam McDonald just running free. I mean, How does that happen? <laughs> it happens every yeah. week. Where Jordan's got two or three big throws or or runs where there's just nobody on that side of the field. So that's that's what college football is. But now you have one of those offenses. Yeah. Even when Jimbo was here, they didn't have one of those offenses. No. They had to there's execute. Tight the, windows in Jimbo's And they offense. could execute because yeah. they had Jesus at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, it went, and when it worked, it was really oh, I mean, it was, it was effective. It was unbelievable. But – there were not those. You didn't get the free forty yarders. Well, this funny, offense that, gets them every week. That's been a lament, I think, of most Florida State fans for a long time. Because if you flip around college football, you see it happen all the yeah. time. Like that dude's that just dude's running, running scot free. free. Yeah. Right. This year, you saw it a lot with Florida State. They do a great job with play calling. They also really do a good job of creating mismatches. That's what this offense does really well. They create mismatches, uh, and 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 you know that's something that will continue going into next season. Mike Norvell is a very good play caller. He right. just is, and yeah. and he and Atkins obviously work very well together. Um, I again, all of my concerns will pretty much be on the other side of the ball. What's crazy about that game on Friday night is I didn't even think the running attack was very. It wasn't what it had been. It wasn't very good against a defense that's not very good. I thought they didn't play all that well. They, they, you just they had a tough time on both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, and then you look up like, oh, they ran for two hundred thirty-five yards and had five hundred yards, forty-five points, and probably should have had at least fifty-six. Like you had a yeah. drop touchdown, you had yeah. Cam dropping a first down pass that would have been at the four yard line. Yeah, like just fifty-six. You left eleven or fourteen points on the board, and you still scored forty-five. That, and I didn't even think the offense was. Over, I, I didn't think it was it was operating at peak efficiency. Yeah, it wasn't humming. And you scored 45. I well, mean, it was a the lot second most you've offense. ever scored against them. Yeah, it's a lot about your offense. also about how bad their defense is. Uh, but but again... It's a lot about your offense, They though. put They like, put a lot of guys in positions to succeed every week. They and, had two three-and-outs, this offense, over the last five games. The starting offense had two three-and-outs. That's well, incredible. And I would, I would note, and that is a great number, it's a... Incredible I'm, stat. I'm not sure if it's accurate. I was going to say... Did you just make that awesome up? It's awesome if it is. Did, I'm rolling I, with it. They only had one three and out going into this last game. I don't think they had a three and out against Florida, except for right when Florida State right. made it. Florida made it thirty-eight, thirty-one. Yeah, when they needed to, they not needed have to not a have a three and out. out. They had a three and out. <laughs> so I think that was only their second one of the last five games. Um, so Till Dog writes and contributes. Uh, we appreciate that. We need to bring back the badass Todd Rebo and Daryl Bush type linebackers to hmm. scrape and fill those holes. Maybe a Kirk Carruthers. Well. I, I think you got a number of uh, of guys that uh, you could you can harken back to in the history of this program with great linebackers that they have not had in some time, and it is frustrating. And linebacker is a position that everybody would be right to point to and say that's got to get a lot better. 
I think this game exposed. Ira brought it up correctly. I, I thought Florida's offensive line dominated Florida yeah. State's defensive line. I don't think yeah, it was that much wasn't of a great matchup. to see. Well, as you move forward, as you think you won the game, so big win yeah, yeah. for Florida. Great, you dominated no, the defensive line. In some well. ways, it's good to see. In yeah. some ways, it's really important to see. And they had a good offensive line. They coming into it, that was one of their real strengths. Strength. Their team. Yeah, those dudes are mean too. They're do kind you, of a nasty do bunch. Do you think, guys? Let me let me ask you to speculate a little bit. I one of the guys that got dominated was Jared Verse, uh, and that's a good tackle that he faced and was dominated by. But that would open your eyes. Like I wonder if that ends up affecting his grade. Well, let's hope. Wouldn't that be something it's like, hey, man, you, you're not going to get that. drafted? But I honestly, I will be curious to see if it only takes one team to say, no, we think you're a first rounder. We know that you know you've got growth that's still ahead of you, and we'll take our chances. But I, I wonder there because that was a technically proficient tackle who just really dominated him, and I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. There's a chance they get him back. Like if he if he were to be projected mid second. Late second, does he come back? Because I think his potential is certainly to be I as he's been top projected. Ten pick. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I wonder. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted by our latest message in the chat from Geraldine. Oh man, I what? Know, do you, you want to? She has uh, five hundred thousand pounds in her uh, bank, bank some account, kind of bank account, and she'd like to donate it. We should jump on this fella's <laughs> live like on the air scam. right now. What? Corey, why do you think that's a scam? No, it sounds like we're scamming someone. Like, yeah. hey, would just give us five hundred thousand. You, oh, she, if we're Geraldine. interested in her donation, oh well, just we, let her know that we hey, like that donation. Let's save this, uh, and and during the break, <laughs> during we'll the call break, we're gonna figure and, some see, stuff out. Yeah, see if we can't get that. I'll uh, give her my bank account number, and she can just put the money right in. But to give you an idea, <laughs> the offensive line. So they had a kid that that transferred. The Braun kid went in the transfer portal who has started for them in the past, and he's not playing anymore. He goes in the portal, and Florida State's one of the schools trying to get him to come to come Florida Come on, State. baby. So that gives you an idea, and he's not even playing. Yeah. yeah. So they have a good offensive line. Well, and it's, it's similar bit, to the Dylan Gibbons I was situation. just about to say, it's just what happened with Dylan Gibbons. Yeah. yeah, they do have a good offensive line, and we did bring that up before the game, was that I thought it would be interesting to see how Florida State decided to play it because, A, I think that they were going to protect AR, plus he's mobile, but mo my bigger concern coming into the game was how successful are they just running the ball straight ahead? And they were very successful. Yeah, and that's much a problem. Much to the chagrin of uh, people well, in the stands. So how, let me ask you this about the linebackers, though. How much of it is when, the, when your defensive line is not holding up? Sure. I mean, it makes playing linebacker really difficult. Well, and because the linebackers guys, that these guys mentioned in the chat, the Rebels and Daryl Bush. Yeah, they were playing behind some dudes. Had pretty good dudes up front. <laughs> yeah, they were clean. Yeah, they yeah. were clean yeah, yeah, most they were days. A lot of the football. On them. Yeah, well, Ray Lewis was very successful in Baltimore because he was yes. a good player and he was clean all yeah. the time. Nobody was getting Tony to the second Siragusa level. And yeah. those dudes were. <laughs> that yeah. helped. It helped. Um, listen, I, I think it's both, though. I, I really do. I don't think they're very good at linebacker. They're better this year than they've been, without question. But they're not deep. They were never deep. They got two guys that you could depend on, and they're not elite linebackers. They're yeah. just productive and decent linebackers. Way better than what we've had. What way had way better, past. without question. I, that's an area. Now, they did go out and get the Nicholson kid, who I think is going to be a really good football but player. But not next year. You can't maybe, count on a true if you freshman. Look, usually you can't. His body type is interesting, man. He yeah. may be able to come in and play. Maybe one of those types of guys. We'll see. But Either way, it's not somebody you count on. You're like right. penciling in to start. Yeah. That's with, the answer. With Bethune yeah. walking, I mean, I guess we assume he – I mean, it doesn't mean yeah. that he's leaving, but he's probably leaving. Um, so you're going to have to replace him. And I just think um, you, you go into this portal season, I you mean, I needs, feel baby. like – well, with, let's with, do this. With, let's do this. Listen, we, we, we've got some things. There's practices this week that you guys will yeah, be at on Wednesday tomorrow, and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. So it'll be very telling who's at practice and who's not, for Correct. starters. Yeah. So we can't kind of do the whole portal we know thing just yet, but we can certainly talk about 
and 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 you know kind of get into the areas that we think are the biggest areas of needs for them to hit in the portal right here right now based and on who we think would who probably we, leave who we think and, is yeah. probably leaving and, and who we know is we know a yeah. few people are leaving so we'll do that next Seminole headlines 933 real talk radio war chant tv continues in a moment hey headliners and elite headliners it's ira here and it's time to talk shopify as you remember a couple of years ago we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world that's you but we had no idea where to get started now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy all because we use shopify shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or ipo ready shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle shopify puts you in control of every sales channel you could be selling don julio socks from shopify's in-person point of sale system we're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. All right, let's uh, speculate a little bit here and talk about the transfer portal. And it's a subject, frankly, that as soon as you venture down the road to talk about, people will get excited because they've got evidence that this staff does a good job with it. First things first, uh, I'm not... Usually I'm behind this mic, and the camera's not up on me like it is. So they can show. see the stash today. So I did not, for the folks that know, I mean, you might not even be able to tell. I was going to shave the whole thing and start over, mm-hmm. and then Stephanie saw halfway through. She oh, was no. horrified. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. So now it became just a mustache. I'm going to try to race to grow it back. But I've been told I look like Walter White with the glasses on. Yeah, if you put the glasses on. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Gerald McCraney from Major Dad. Ira, do you like it? Because I think mustaches are making a comeback, but I don't know that I can pull off a mustache. You Even pull, with you, the new jawline, I don't think I can pull off a mustache. Well, I think the goatee looks better, but I think you do pull off the mustache. I'm going to give you credit. Okay. I would be the first to rip you. Oh, I know you would. Uh, but I got to tell you, But you did buddy, laugh when I walked in. In his in his absence, I will be the first to rip you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, or May 2nd, because I think Stephanie Stephanie already did. Shanna did. My mom did. Uh, Zoe, uh, Tim Lenefelt's wife, saw me last night and recoiled in horror. Oh, man. So that wasn't a so great here's feeling. Here's the thing. So to me, though, it is about the – I just – I. You're right. Mustaches are making a comeback. Right. A lot of young Oh, is that true? Dudes. Oh, yeah. dude. The young guys, they're all about the mustaches. I just haven't been paying attention, I but, guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, but, uh, so I want I you, appreciate to, I want the you to grow it back. Okay. I want you to grow all right. back. I, it, I, but my, my goatee part is so much grayer than the top part. Yeah. I think yeah, I lost too. 14 years. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's no, okay, nobody, right. you, no. I still look the same. You still look the same. Yeah. I, and well, I, and I, don't let these haters. Uh, derail your efforts. If you want to just keep the stash for a couple months, you do it. All right. I like it. All right. Here's the thing, though, man. Like, 
And have you ever worn facial hair? Yeah, I had a beard years and years ago for about a month, and I can grow one, but I don't like it. It causes me to itch, and I, it yeah, just drives me nuts. Yeah, that's why I don't do the real the whole beard. I don't like to. Here's the deal: the I only, can do the beard, but if I'm sweating, it pisses me off. I I, I don't like it. Yeah, the only reason I the main reason I like the goatee is because I hate shaving this part of my face. I was constantly cutting my chin or my, my <laughs> lip. <laughs> just yeah. awful. I'm not not nimble enough to uh, pull it off. Anyway, let's get back to the topic. Yeah. The transfer portal and how All well right, they've done. I want to talk about that. I guess they have fulfilled their needs numerous times with not just players that are good fill-ins, but really plus players. Oftentimes, turn into their best players, their very best players. And you know, because of that, you feel fairly armed and, and prepared to go out there and, and fill needs that you're going to need to sustain this success. Because there ain't no going back. Mm. Uh, we, we, no, we, going back. You've tasted nine and three. Yeah. We're not going back to these five and seven seasons, yep. guys. This is no more. So. What are you going to have to do to do that? Well, I think you got to get deeper and more talented and better uh, and bigger on the defensive line. I think you got to do it at linebacker, and I think they could I use some help in the secondary. We all Basically, we're starting that, with the defense. But what are the numbers? Like, that's the real question. What are the numbers you're trying to get? Because I think you could get up to f- f- four defensive linemen. Like, if verse goes two, I'm, I'm bringing in four. I'm not against it, man. I, I think when you look at the elite There's teams, nobody coming back that you're like, that dude is Definitely going to be a starter and a good ACC starter. I think, Farmer, I maybe. Think Farmer I think Patrick could, Payton will be. Yeah, yeah Patrick yeah, Payton, I, too. I yeah. too. So, but that's one defensive end. But you're of, not deep there, to yes, your point. Yeah. I, you're not. And not with plus-plus players. You may have adequate players right now, but you don't have difference makers that are coming back. Like, two, yeah. like, like looking at a guy, you go, he's dominant. They don't have that. Well, and the reality is, if we're going to get real here. All right, let's go. Let's get real. Love Robert Cooper. Love Fabian Lovett. They did a great job for them. But in general, if you're going to get where you want to get to, you're not going to have a lot of fourth and fifth-year defensive linemen. You need guys who are three-year defensive linemen. Guys that are going to the league. That's, that's, where, that's where you want to get to. And I think you know Coach Henshaw and Henshaw's house that I posted yeah. today at warchant.com, he made a good point. He said, man, the, the goal now in the portal needs to be a little different. It's not just about getting competent players. He, he, he thought, he thinks – they should be looking at guys who are going to be top three round picks. Yeah, as you're as you're looking in the portal now, I agree. You've had success. It's not just about getting guys, and it could be a one year rental. I mean, like Jermaine Johnson was, and you'd like the guys to be true sophomores when you get them. But it'd you be might great. Not. But most of those guys uh, are already snatched up by really successful programs. Uh, occasionally, you get lucky, like they did with Jermaine Johnson, who came over from Georgia. You, you don't expect to get players like that, but yeah, it, they. I I think that's the area where you're most concerned. Because the good offenses they faced were able to run on them. They yep. were able to move the football. And Will Shipley ran all over them, and that's annoying. Uh, you would have Well, liked. and people could say, well, they didn't have Fabian. Well, it's like, all right, but one guy shouldn't make your shouldn't whole be, defense. That's the and, point that we're making yeah, is right. they're lacking depth. They don't yeah. have quality depth. Well, but, yeah, so the question is, okay, so how many spots do you anticipate them being able to get out of the portal? And then, because I don't know if it's going to be 10 or 12, if it's 7 or 8. Yeah, then which ones then do you where prioritize? Where do you prioritize? I don't, you know, I really don't think other other than maybe an offensive lineman. I don't need. Yeah. You don't need to do much on offense, right? I'd get a, a tight lineman, end, maybe a tight end and oh, a lineman. Golly, if you could get an actual good tight hey, end, wouldn't that kid, be how something? How about the kid out of uh, Shorter College in Georgia? He's Ooh. six seven. Went in the portal last week, and everybody is offering him. Let's go! He, Come on, uh, LSU, can you imagine State, going everybody. from Shorter to Florida Let's State? Let's go! Let's do this! Come he, on, baby! But he visited this past weekend. Apparently, went really well, and he's. But everybody in the country wants him. Um, Throw so the money end, at him. Let's a tight, go. A tight end and an offensive lineman. Probably that's, that's it. That's it. Offense, that's right? it. That's it. Yeah. I don't know how you could watch this offense as a talented tight end and not be like, I want to go play there. Correct. Like Cam McDonald was third on the team in receiving, and Cam McDonald's a 
you know, what, whatever he's he is. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of his catches were pretty wide, wide open. open. Yeah. Oh now God. imagine yeah. a special dude running wide open that makes a couple people miss and bounce off him. And he, he had nine touchdowns. He could have nine touchdowns. Like that's they're they're throwing Pat Marquiston Douglas had like yeah. two hundred yards receiving. I like Marquiston Douglas. Preston by the way. Daniel sure. had to get tackled when he went out uh, on a route. Man. Yeah, but he, hey, that was a big that was a big guy that set up the fourth down run, <laughs> kept that drive going. It's a big catch by my man. But, yeah, so I, I think one offensive lineman, one tight end. You also got to remember Winston Wright basically serves as another transfer wide receiver coming No, no, in you, you're, you're good. That's why we're wide saying we want to concentrate over here on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Now, Preston in the chat points out, bless Harris is coming back. So well, you get, that's true you get him too, back yeah. at tackle. Maybe Caden Lyles. Like maybe. I keep telling you, the offensive yeah. line is going to be better next year. You probably I, I just so. need one if there's one dude that you can go get. Um, I, but yeah, Bless yeah. Harris was a starter. He was your starting well, tackle. Yeah, so, you and, lost him before you could even get yeah. started. Yeah. Um, and then Caden Lyles might be back. We don't know. I think you and I think you like like you said the younger guys. And I, got I guards. do. I do. Yeah. Um, the defense. I, I like their. I, I think you need a linebacker or two, and I think you need three or four defensive linemen. And I mean good ones, like I was saying, good ones, like game changers. Yeah, dominant figures. If you're, not if, just if guys. If you're gonna win the ACC right. and compete to get into the college football playoffs, well, your offense should be good enough to do just that. Well, if and, you can and, get a competent defense, and that's what I want people to understand is that we're not saying, "Hey, let's go get this guy and this guy" because we're just hoping to win ten games. You've now established yourself as a program that is on the rise. You've, you're off of nine wins. Now you want to win the conference. Yeah. Your next goal is to win the ACC, and maybe what goes along with winning the ACC is a spot in the playoff, but you got to win the conference first. got to wrestle that away from Clemson. The time is now. I think that the shine is off that program a little bit at Clemson. you got to take advantage of it. You just swept the state. You should see an uptick in recruiting, and hopefully you're able to cash it in with transfer portal players that are plug-and-play guys right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would go three defensive linemen. I would look seriously at a couple linebackers, and then from there you can find out what's available and kind of judge what about, what about, your assets. What about safety? I mean, you feel good about Shaheen Brown. I, I like think, Shaheen Brown a lot, yeah. We don't know what Akeem Dent's going to do, and that's probably up in the air. But, yeah. but um, Jamie Robinson's clearly leaving. Um, so just, you know, do you need another safety there, or do you feel like there's anybody that we've seen – well, I, feel, I, mean, I think they Dirk, have a kid that they want to play safety who doesn't want to play safety, which is probably why there's a little bit of sulking going on. I was going to say, yeah, I think McCall's a guy they wanted safety. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and but I mean, what a, guy. if it's to me now that the season's over and whatever frustrations people have, they can sit down. They had the end of the year meetings with their coaches. Okay, they, they, this is what you do. Now, do you I, have them now, or do you have them? Well, yeah, after probably the bowl? have them after the bowl, but. Maybe you may want to have one with up. Sam. Yeah, you rush. You may want to have one with Sam sooner rather than later. And I'll get to that contribution in a minute. But I, I to me, like. That's that's an area where you sit down and say, son, don't you think I have your best interest in mind? I mean, you could play in the league at safety. I mean, I, I know you think that you're a corner, and maybe you are in some places, but not here. We need you at safety. I mean, I don't know what you, you – It works with some guys that it doesn't work. Right. Xavier Rhodes wanted to play wide receiver. Xavier Rhodes was still kind of complaining about not playing wide receiver when he was becoming an all-ACC all uh, cornerback. He's an all-ACC cornerback. <laughs> yeah. like, you're you're in the NFL league. For, yeah. But other guys – I don't, James Wilder's a guy that some people wanted at linebacker, linebacker, and I don't think he had any interest at all in ever leaving running back. So it just some guys just don't have an interest in switching positions. Timothy, thanks so much. That's awfully kind of you. He writes, hello from Tennessee. The game was awesome. What bowl game do you guys think we will go to? 
Me and my group want to meet Corey no, on the got, way into got the, to meet me. Oh, got to meet Corey on the way into the stadium. It was awesome. Also, hope to meet the rest of the crew next time. I have the broken ankle, Corey. Timmy D, I remember you, buddy. You don't have to remind me. Yeah, he's being kind of – well, he wasn't we- being wheeled in. He was on a scooter kind of walking mm. very slowly um, yeah. with uh, with the whole clan. And I know Timmy D. Yeah. He's, a, he's a contributor <laughs> all the time, man. He's awesome. Yeah. So that was cool, man. For, and I, I really did think about all these fans that come from all these – you know, it's one thing to come from Ocala, which is still a drive, or you know, Central Florida. I'm not feeling any bad for but, somebody driving from Ocala, but Michigan and Tennessee and and all these other places. It's really cool they get to come in and get to celebrate and have just a night to like see that. you, really. Well, I mean, look, the game is irrelevant. Yeah. Almost, it's an afterthought. It's they got to run it's into a little, me. It's Are a you ribbon, kidding me? It's a cherry on top. Yeah, type a, thing they had the to game. meet Corey Clark, Timothy. I think they're. One. I think they're going to go to the Cheese It Bowl. I still think that's where they're going to end up. I but, don't like you constantly trying to speak that into being. I'm tired of it. Where do you want to go? Anywhere you but Orlando. San we don't need, yes, San Diego, uh, San Antonio. Man, here, what are the odds the that Jeff would bowl? go to the bowl game? Mm. I think this year I'm going. No matter where it is? What, no matter what, where it is. For what purpose? Are you going to Well, you I was going? already told by Gene when we were doing keg stands that he wanted to do some G- JCS shows from the location oh, of the bowl. Oh, well, then, yeah, so you want to go to I, San Diego. That's because Gene <laughs> okay. thinks it's going to be in the state of Florida. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Gene might change well, that, Well, Gene's too. already committed. Gene, you've already committed, it's so a, I'm it's in. It's a handshake. If it's, we do this yeah. in Frankfurt, Germany, you got to fly <laughs> me. I mean, that's Gene's where handshake going. is as good as oak. Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, it's – yeah, you think it's going to be the Cheez-It Bowl? I mean – a lot of things can happen. We'll I would see. be upset, and I'm not just because well, I don't think I'd go if it was in San Diego. I probably wouldn't. Yes, I'd, have to, you I'd would. have to drug myself and fly. You would do it, but um, San Diego. I just think, man, you're going to have Baby. in San Diego. You'd have a I don't know, man. 1,400 Florida State fans would get to watch that I'm game. I'm not worried about uh, other fans, but I I, I know you're not. I'm <laughs> no, talking to the people I, listening. I'm but worried if it's about. Or, weren't there a good number of FSU fans at the Emerald Bowl? Yes. I mean, I think they. Yeah. I mean, a good number team. was We're it would be 55,000. Like you'd have 55,000 in Jacksonville. You'd have. 50,000 Orlando. That, to me, is a lot cooler way to celebrate this season than, I don't even know, 8,000 fans in San Diego. Some people are down on Orlando because you you start the next season in Orlando. Eh, Who cares? uh, And plus, Orlando sucks. So let's go. Let's go hmm. somewhere that doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, look, man, it's, either sorry. way is a, is a <laughs> step up from is, Freeport and El Paso. Is oh. there a city in this state you don't hate? Oh, no, no. I have love That's and hate for a question, lot of them. That's a great question, Ira. That's not true. That's not true. I, I, no, it was not. a great question. It's I don't know if your answer is going to be great. I, I, don't, I, don't hate, I don't hate Miami. I hate the what? University of, but I don't hate Miami. There are spots all over Miami that I enjoy. They're ritzy spots. They're yeah, nice spots. Of course. They're not where Ira grew up. Because this is <laughs> your, yeah. your taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different yeah, taste. Yeah, but, but. How was the salmon, bougie. by the way? How was the salmon? Oh, couldn't have been better, buddy. You should have come what over and gotten some of that. Treat. I didn't get an invitation. Yeah, well, well, well you, you throw it out you, the window. You would have spit on the salmon. I wasn't <laughs> going to let you come over. I would have mocked you. I would have taken pictures in Sweden. Jeff, let me get you some of that. Let me get some of that salmon you got there, buddy. Oh. It's tremendous. Speaking of which, though, when are we going to get the photos of us hugging your dad? Like, so, you I, let us hug your old man. I thought you even but took a picture of it. He even kissed yeah. my forehead. I've got eight pictures of it. But we yeah. can't see them? Well, I gotta, we got to pay? i, I got to tell you, you can see them. You'll see them during the break. Ira, I was looking out for you. Oh, okay, I appreciate that. I was looking out for you. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. That, so, that, I'm just telling you. There's two that I love that I will frame in the house. Mm, okay. Of you two hugging I like my one old on my man. fridge. Yeah, and right. it's yeah. But then I, I was like, man, I was gonna post him at the same time that I posted the cake stand. Then I was like, let me talk to my guy. Yeah, mm. we yeah we don't. Uh, let me talk to my away. guy because angles matter. Sure, sure you know, sure. and that's all I'm Understood. saying. Understood. Simple headlines. Ninety-three-three. <laughs> Real Talk Radio. Warchia TV continues in a moment.
Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So it is exciting, though, when we talk about the players that, or the players we hope they get and speculative and all that, it's just, it's good that you have faith in the staff because they've proven to you that they can go out and assess players yeah. that are going to fit in your culture. It's going to be different now, though, because you feel like it's going to be a higher caliber of portal player. Like, not, not that the guys they didn't get were, weren't high caliber, but they were certainly not proven. Like, I feel like you're going to get more ability yeah, to get proven guys. Yeah, now. and it's going to be, yeah, it's, there's less players that can help, but there's, there's be- better players that are going to be more interested in Florida State. The guys that have been interested in Florida State, for the most part, have been guys that, that didn't have a lot to lose. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson is probably the closest thing. He's probably, he probably took the biggest leap. Yeah, he had seven and a half sacks at Georgia, right? I mean, yeah, he, he had five, but I mean, he, he played. played. He yeah, was he in played. the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. On the best defense in yeah. the country. He was still going to get drafted pretty high. If, if he came to Florida State and it was a dumpster fire, that could have hurt him. Mm-hmm. Most of these other guys were kind of on the bargain rack. I mean, it wasn't like they had a lot of a ton of other great options. So now you're going to be in the Except mix for, for guys Burst, who right? do. Burst was probably, Burst is probably the most high-profile transfer they got. He right. came from Albany. You're right. But, but and everybody wanted him. Yeah. But most of the other guys of them, you yeah. are not competing with the best of the best. Well, now, now you are. Yeah, the guys you're going to want now, everybody's going to want them. Yeah, and so you're going to you're going to see just how strong Florida State's NIL is. You're mm. going to find out what they're prioritizing. Um Remember, fellas, it's an independent collective. So, how could they know what Mike Norvell wants? I mean, they it's don't. just up you in just, the air. You hope you it all lines up. You hope yeah. it all lines Somehow, up. the information gets out there. They read War Chant. They read the boards. passing in the night. Maybe I'm like giving letters from one to the other. I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. read later. Like a, yeah, yeah, like a spy in yeah, World War II. Yeah, just like drop a letter over there. Like, you may think that's a pack of cigarettes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But they. So the point would be, yeah, obviously they're going to have to identify. I'm curious to see. Do you think Dillingham's uh, being hired at Arizona State will affect this coaching staff? Do you think he goes after anybody within this coaching staff? And this is not from any knowledge at all. Of, of but I like you to just anything, be really irresponsible and throw just some go, just throw out some there. names. The, one, out. the only one I would, the only one I'd be concerned about really is just maybe uh, Tony Tokar because. Right? Tony Tokars was really close to him. I think that there was an option for him to go to Oregon last year if he wanted to go. He chose to stay with Mike Norvell, who gave him the opportunity to come here. Um, 
if he if if Kenny Dillingham wants to be the play caller out there as head coach, then he may want a younger offensive coordinator that's on the same page with him and not somebody who wants to be the offensive coordinator. So that may line up for him. And if Tony Tokars has a chance to be an offensive coordinator, his wow, age, that's a huge leap forward. That would be yeah, you know, right. But so that would be one I'd be concerned about because that's a you know, there's a natural connection there. More so, he's worked with Marcus Woodson at Auburn. I don't know if that's. Yeah, you know, he, I don't know how close those connections Tokars are. Tokars wouldn't leave for a lateral move. That's but not even he, lateral. If you had a right to be back. OC. But if he's the OC, then yes, right. that's a that's a that's a leap. That's but a, that's a step. If you're Kenny, I mean, that's you got to be pretty careful, man, because this is your first head coaching job and you got to make sure you're if things don't go well from the beginning, people yeah. are going to be looking at your hires. Yeah. That's the first thing we do with Willie mm-hmm. is start looking around at who did you bring in? Wh- not what, a lot what, of Greatness. What, what were the odds that all these guys from Western Kentucky all needed to be at Florida State yeah. two or three years later? Right. No, it gets frustrating. Fans are like, or five hmm, or six. Years I mean, later. it is Florida State. You could do better. Yeah, yeah. People begin to say that. Well, and Tokar's, Jimbo's OC is on the market now. He fired his OC, so yep. he's got to change. The other go Darryl get Daryl Dickey. Dickey. Not so. Not so the it was Daryl's fault, huh? Yeah, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you should. He should have been laminating those play sheets all along. Yeah. Was all his yeah, fault. yeah. Do you think like? I don't how, even know if Daryl Dickey had a, had the plays. Like they, he probably didn't even have the play sheet. By the way, how do you be, think that went? Like the, so, letting you go. Well, A and M. Well, man, the reality is the guy's been getting a lot of money for not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been the offensive coordinator. It's been Jimbo. No, but that's what I'm saying. Jimbo has to fire him and look him straight in yeah. the eye, knowing damn well that it's Jimbo's fault. It, <laughs> The best thing, what I want Jimbo to do is I want him to give it to James Coley or or oh, Damian Craig. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hiring a new offensive <laughs> coordinator. Yeah. Well, I, I it will be fascinating to see who gets plucked, if anybody, off this staff. It's something to think about. I wanted to offer that up. And then I wonder if there's just going to be a couple guys maybe they make changes with. We'll see. Mike's now in a position where he's got stability. He was not when he was looking to make some changes on his staff the last time. I mean, yeah. he, he couldn't convince anybody that you were still going to be there in the next year. So now we know he's not going anywhere. And I do wonder, when will we hear about what happens with Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think they they have to be on that pretty quickly if, they're, if they haven't already. Um, because, you know, man, look, Jimmy Sexton is Jimmy Sexton. And he's going to do a great job in negotiating for his client. But on the other side, you have a Florida State administration who is going to be very willing and eager to lock up Mike Norvell. And that that – that's going to be interesting to see. Like what you see, some of these numbers coming these SEC schools. The I mean, nine million a year for Lane Giffen and some of these other. Uh, I mean, it's it's insane what's happening salary wise. And I don't think Norvell needs to get there overnight, but they do want to make sure. I mean, they've got a good thing going right now. Norvell's got to be smiling ear to ear. Obviously, he's going to be in a good position financially. Uh, it is a, a glimpse of the problems you have if you stay in the ACC. It's just you're never going to be competitive for the coaches on the market uh, with the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah, when the Missouri's paying their coach, for, who's not doing well, not doing great, more twice as much as or almost twice as much as you're paying your guy right now. That's a well, a, a good so, example of the money we're talking about and the differential of what you get in the ACC compared to the Big Ten or the SEC is Matt Rule getting hired by Nebraska. I, I talked to those Nebraska guys all year long, and one of the main guys covers – he's like their version of Ira. He's in really good connections with the financial people, the athletic director and all that. You know, And he was saying to me – Good-looking guy? Is he, is he as good-looking as Ira? Or? The I mean, guy, the, the, he, he can't have everything I mean, you can't – I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, we, we got our guy. We got the guy. We got the guy. Yeah, we got the guy. But, but they this broke guy, the mold. This guy told me – he's like, they're – because Matt Rule would have made $40 million to not coach this year because yeah. after Carolina fired him. $40 million to kind of sit around and think about what you want to do with the rest of your life. And so I said to them, well, 
you're going to have to guarantee him like eight to ten years, and it's going to have to be exorbitant for him to walk away from forty million dollars. And they're like, oh well, that's not a problem. They, yeah, they were still, big ten like, money, man. Yeah, like the big ten money. He's like, they were like, they will pay. They just fired a coach. They got to pay a ton of money to. On the heels of having fired another coach that they had to pay a ton of money to, and they'll give this guy. It turned out to be an eight-year deal, and like six of that's guaranteed, and it's a huge salary. So yeah. I, yeah, and the problem, the Florida State for, doesn't have that kind of money. No, they don't. But the problem, the challenge for Florida State right now is, look, they made a big investment in football before this season. They went out and and gave Mike Norvell the opportunity to bring in a lot more support staff, scouting people, recruiting people, analysts. Yeah. They really beefed up the staff. And so they're committed. Their Florida State's administration is all in on helping Florida State football get to where it needs to be because we all expect some sort of reckoning at some point where maybe you have an option to not be in the ACC anymore. And so you want to be in that that forefront. And because of the way everything ended with Jimbo and the way Florida State was painted as just being cheap, cheap you can't have this guy have some success and leave. So from that standpoint, Florida State has to be in a position where they're going to be very aggressive keeping Mike Norvell happy. On the other side, though, I think they're lucky because Mike Norvell does not seem like – look, we all want as much Everybody money as wants we can to get. get paid, yeah. But I don't think that's his main driving force I, because the reason I say that is when the pandemic happened, the first coach that really offered to give up a lot of his salary was Mike Norvell. And that kind of created a situation where several of the top coaches – gave large percentages of their salary back during the COVID time. Mike Norvell was at the, at the front of the list. I mean, he took a million-dollar pay cut to, to you know, just to help the athletic department. So I don't think if you have that mindset that you're going to turn around and be, like, pushing for every last penny. Well, yeah, Mike likes it here, first of all. He knows he can yeah. win here, and I think he genuinely likes being at Florida State. I, when he talks about that, it's a smart thing to talk about, first of all, for any coach to say that publicly – Say it as often as you can because yeah. fans eat that up and they give more money to your program because they think you love it as much as they do. But I think he's also telling the truth that he likes being yeah. here. And uh, he knows, obviously, this is a place where you can win national titles. So where are you going? The Ole Miss job? Well, you make more money, but guess what? You're not winning a damn and thing. And you'll be out of a job in four years because yeah. they so, always So are. I do think he wants to be here. And some coaches want the biggest salary they can get because of the respect factor. Like They want yeah. to be seen as the prestige. I and mean, I really felt like that was a big deal with Jimbo. That I don't think is going to be the same thing with Mike Norvell. I think his goal is to win a national title, like you said, if and that may getting your every penny out of the from that pool yeah. to, for your salary may not be the best way to get. Well, there. you see a not lot of smart guys, State. not right. at Florida State, right? And you see a lot of smart guys even in, in the pros. So, for example, I mean, I know it's not like he doesn't get enough praise, but Tom Brady took pay cuts for years for the salary cap situation in New England. To work yeah. out where they could have – he wanted good players. He wants to win the Super Bowl. You're like, well, if I don't make an extra million this year and we can bring in a linebacker that's going to help us win the Super Bowl, I'll do that. I'm already rich as hell. Yeah. You know, it, it, so, yeah, it's a smart way to operate. We, like Alex Adkins, I think he knows, is a superstar in this business. You'd like not to lose Alex Adkins. So if I need to make $5.8 million instead of 6.4 right. so that I can pay Alex Adkins. Well, and, I'm going to do and that. I, I, we talked about this on Wake Up Warche because Aslan's like, you're going to have to pay him like $7, $8 million. I'm like, man, I, if you do that, okay, Mike Norvell, great. You make $7.5 million. Well, we can't pay Alex Adkins to stay. And good luck getting any good any, any, any NIL deals because it all comes from kind of the same pool, right? Totally unrelated. What do you mean? Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's booster money. Our boosters, Florida State fans, yeah. are giving money to the program to help the football program. Now, if you're taking the biggest gob of it, yes. great, you did it. You're going to be fired in two years because you're not <laughs> going to have any players. That is correct. 
Yeah, no, I think he gets that. So that that's something that should ease tension and nerves as we as we move forward. So go give that kid the Illinois defensive lineman that I love. Give him, I don't know, man, Mike, give him just a tenth of your salary. That's all it's going to take, just one tenth. I don't. Yeah, it's not coming out of Mike's pocket. I, they're, they're, it's going to work out. It's they're all gonna, coming out of the same well, spout, they're, right? They're going to be all right. I know. They're yeah. going to be all right. So that situation is a good one for Florida State because just two years ago it wasn't. Two years ago you didn't know was Florida State going to have a competitive situation with NIL. Could they compete with anybody? You didn't know that Florida State had the money and, and was committed in the way that they are currently committed. Uh, I think you're absolutely right, Ira, when you say that they recognize the perception of this situation. It's important they get this right, you know, so that nobody – ever again wonders if Florida State is truly committed from a facility standpoint, financial standpoint for the coaches, truly committed to winning in football. They have to be. They're all in. They've ended up. They know. It, this is it. This is what butters the bread, baby. you got to find a way well, to the, win in football. And the nice thing is they can go into it with conviction of believing he's the guy because sometimes what happens is you get stronger. there's another offer out there and you feel like, okay, we, we can't take a chance here. We can't go through another, so we've got to pay up. But I don't love him. But I'm not sure yeah. he's the guy. Yeah. Right, right. Because of the way this team has been built, I believe there's got to be conviction that he is the guy. This isn't a situation where you brought in Hendon Hooker and, and you had a big season. I mean, this is – this. It's the DNA, it's the foundation. Yeah, he's There's doing no foundation with, here. without a lot of superstars. It's also why you believe that you will retain a lot of your players. Like I know now that Florida State's in a position to where they're getting more talent, more talented players, that you then worry about people plucking guys from your roster. We haven't had to worry about that. Nobody wanted Florida State's players. They weren't any good. Now they're like, oh, well, that guy's good. That guy's really good. Maybe we need him. Like the same thing that Florida State's doing to everybody else. Well, that's where if you've created a really good culture in a locker room that people want to be in and around, maybe they're not so apt to take the first best deal that they get if you're in the ballpark, right? If you're in the ballpark of roster retention money and then you get offered to go somewhere else and you're like, but I really like it here. Right. He has created something that you can build upon because I do believe that foundation is is legit. And if you're, like you've been saying, if the NIL is getting into a better place, mm -hmm. then at least those players will know those opportunities are there. Yeah. I don't know. When you think about this roster, who is the most appealing NIL candidate for another school? Because their best players are all transfers that can't go anywhere. They can't no, go anywhere I, yeah. I think there's a lot of younger guys that, I mean, I think Rodney, they, Rodney Hill. But what's Rodney Hill getting, like, NIL-wise? Like, He's not like Alabama's not coming for Rodney well, Hill. I mean, no, so who you're not, comes not for a million dollars, but yeah, the mid-level schools. I mean, back in the days when cheating was rampant in college sports, college basketball, when it was, is I mean, I know it's, there's a lot of it now, but yeah. there have been times where it was worse. It pays off too. A as lot, Kansas. A lot of times, it's the mid-major schools that are doing a lot because I mean, think about Cam Newton and Auburn. I mean, it was it wasn't the top school in the country. It was Auburn. One hundred eighty thousand. Think what a deal that was. <laughs> oh, Good Lord. grief. But no, but I mean, it's still so like, there's there's yeah, it may not be. For those guys at that level, it may not be a million-dollar deal, but there's probably a lot of guys getting offers for six figures. I mean, maybe. Julian but, Armella. But, yeah, Julian Armella would maybe be the one guy. Like, I'm just trying to think Patrick of it. Payton. Like, Florida State's in a really good spot right now where all their best players are transfers. And I don't think this might be the last year they're in this spot where I don't think there's going to be a swarm of big times. Like, yeah, go transfer to – UAB, because they paid you 180000 Great, man. Enjoy your career, because you can't go anywhere else now. Florida State's still a destination spot, and they've got, they've got young players that haven't accomplished anything. So they're not really going yeah, to be. Yeah, they're in a good position right now. It's going to start I don't think they're going to be rated. I think they'll be right. rated after next year. They could be. That's what you'd worry about is the, well, is the is, negotiations you have to get into next year with these. Because these, none of the great players, good players on your team, 
not many of them this year that contributed to a lot of wins right. were homegrown guys. Right. Trey Benson's can't go anywhere. He just came over from Oregon. You're in good position there. I, I agree. I now, just, some of them, the guys that have graduated, can. That's true. I mean, Jordan Travis could. He could. Well, he if better he, if not. He's, if he's graduated, he could. He better not. That would. But I, what a stake in the saying, heart that would be. I'm just I saying, right? guys who have, if you got your degree, you, you can, can go. You can go. I agree, and and Jordan could get, and he would get, and feel. Let's not even talk about it. Don't even put it out there. For, for state, or the independent collective is going to take care. Don't of put Jordan that Travis. even that out there, it's, man. It's going to be okay, man. Also, if you're Jordan Travis, it's kind of worked out because your play caller is really good, and yeah, he's man. stuck by you. And yeah. you, you know, come on, I, I I don't think he's going anywhere. He'll be a preseason All ACC, perhaps Heisman contender as they go into next year. Amen. He's not he's not going anywhere. Hour number two, headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with us. 